Hey, it's time for another episode of Invite the Neighbors DIY Music Podcast. This episode, I interviewed uh, Precordial Thump, who is a hardcore band from the Detroit area. Um, I've actually opened for them as a solo artist, and it was actually a lot of fun, even though I had no business playing with metal bands, but it was a lot of fun. And these guys are a lot of fun. I really liked their vibe. They were fucking killed at live, but I was able to come do this. Um, they have a show coming up on November 6th and another one on November 20th. Make sure you check out their social media at Precordial Thump Band. And you know what? I'm just going to jump right into this episode. We had a lot of fun. I hope you enjoy listening. And uh, we did it on Halloween, and they're the absolute perfect band to do on Halloween. See why? Okay. Thanks for listening. Uh, <laughs> Give us your best shit and pull story. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, like, legitimately, this uh, <laughs> we had a party one time. This was in high school, or like right after, like the first year after I graduated high school. And we were at the party at this girl Janelle's house, and we like it was like the next day, and everyone was hungover and all that shit. But we wanted to like have another party, oh, shit. but. The girl whose house it was had to work, and there was another girl at the party who also worked at the same place, and it was like a public pool. And so they schemed to take laxatives uh, and shit in the pool so that it would get shut down, and she wouldn't have to go into work so that we could all party at her house again. And so she actually did it. Good plan. She actually did it. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Smart plan. Yeah, I wasn't there to witness it. Thank God. Well, yeah, it'd be stinky poo. Yeah, it'd be yeah, but like you know, but I was a lot of people talk a big game about shitting in pools. I know that we all. I do. That's, that's a common problem. A lot of people <laughs> constantly talking shit. I have, no pun intended. I have been alive twenty-one years now. Never shit in a pool. No. Never. No. Pissed in a pool. Really, yeah. Really. Pissed yeah. in a pool. No, you can get away with pissing in a pool. Yeah. Chlorine takes care of that one. <laughs> Oh yeah, why don't you drink the pool water then? Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, chlorine. I spit it on you. <laughs> yeah, chlorine will like you know clean out your insides too a of little course, bit. Of course, hell yeah. Just like just like bleach. Just... Yeah, like a lot of people don't realize that chlorine uh, kills COVID. So oh shit, I've been drinking chlorine water for most of the pandemic. <laughs> Damn, fuck I, the vaccine. I, I have not gotten fuck COVID. So easy. Related? Easy. Life hacks. Life hacks. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> for real, dude. One hundred percent. Yeah, you guys really are like the perfect band for Halloween. I feel like. Thank Hell you. Yeah. yeah. Spooky. Should have done this on the porch. Get- <laughs> no, that would be vibey <laughs> as hell. Yeah. Kids walk up, try to get candy, like. Yeah. <laughs> get all that wind noise. We make music that scares you. Yeah. Is it, is that the goal? How bad it is. Yeah. Right. <laughs> super fucking bad. Yeah. Yeah. I always wonder, like, if you know. Obviously, like you guys are like, well, how you describe it as like a metal band, hardcore, hardcore. Kind of. We're yeah. like a mix. We don't have any rules. Right, right, yeah. right, right. I was just wondering with bands like that because I like that type of music, and it's like you have to be. I'm sure you're obviously like aware of how like normies, quote unquote, would view it as like abrasive or like almost like scary to some people. Yeah. So, do you guys like lean into that? Like, do you enjoy that, or is that just something that you find annoying that people don't like? like? Sort of. I mean. I- I don't mind if it's your kind of music, not your kind of music. Like, fuck it. Okay. Yeah. Like, don't make a big deal out of it. Like, <laughs> cancel Percodial Thumb. <laughs> but, yeah. like, hey, if True. if I shock people, whatever. But, like, our music, to me, is like a release, basically. Yeah. yeah. 
I go to work and I, you know, get pissed at the bad managers and then I get it out on the weekend. Yeah. So, That's how it goes. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people probably have that same experience. A lot of different type of music, too. And I don't expect it to just go away if we become big and tour the states because you're always going to be running into dick people. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know? Right. Like, yeah. you run into that kind of people anywhere. But I'm just ready to do what I enjoy while dealing with that. I don't want to be building cars for the rest of my life. Yeah. And then having to, on top of that, deal with fuckers. Right. <laughs> yeah. Fuck fuckers. Yeah. yeah. Would you say that that's the band, uh, that's the political platform that you guys have is fuck fuckers? Uh, essentially. <laughs> is that the it, basis of the platform? I mean, kind of. It's, it's, it's kind of like... Uh, we also were like we we're one of the bands that like doesn't care about your political views or yeah yeah no know, all that we don't we don't give a shit about that you know what I'm saying yes. maybe as our own people but as a band I wouldn't necessarily say that we try to make it political no, yeah no we are not yeah, yeah. against the machine in any way I personally you know I just play music I have no personal life outside of music. And I just want to go around, hopefully go on tour and meet friends. I don't want to yeah. talk about who's in office. Right. <laughs> Bro, yeah. I'm just trying to chug some power chords and hit some pinch harmonics, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ch- I'm just trying to go chug, chug, Bree. <laughs> chug, chug, yeah. Bree. <laughs> so that's what you call the pinch harmonics, the breeze. That I'm learning the lingo. <laughs> yeah, I, I immediately got it. I was like, "Oh, that's sick." <laughs> Have you guys ended up like playing any shows where it just like was not well received, like where it was like the wrong no, bill? We've like, only played live three yeah. times, and they were oh, really? all like, "Yeah, they all." Just, yeah, yeah, it that show that we played with you was our first show. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Got yeah that's actually right. Size. Yeah. <laughs> So. And then he, um, we already had him in the band, but we just wanted to stick with the original four yeah. for that first show because we hadn't really gotten a lot of practice in with the other two members. Caleb's cu- is kind of um, on a hiatus. hiatus right now. Oh, okay. Um, he's in another band called um, Seventh. That's his band that he's been in. What since he was like, I don't, I don't know, probably know. the same time we've been a band. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, they've yeah. had a lot more shows because they were a band since before covid was a fucking thing yeah so they've had a chance to like you know sell shirts sell tickets earn money yeah but they mostly play at um a place called the rumpus room which caleb's family owns yeah maybe i've heard of it from you guys though yeah caleb's family owns the rumpus room and that jets and basically the whole shopping district oh shit it's really fucking cool yeah so we're gonna play a show with him on november 20th but yeah, um, it's no bad blood or anything, but Caleb basically was our third guitarist for like two shows. Yeah. But like, he was just like, you know, like it was completely understandable. He's got a girlfriend. Yeah. He's I'll- about to try to get his new house and he's uh, um, trying to fit in band practice on Sundays. Yeah. So it's girlfriend. completely understandable. It's just for now, he's doing his thing. If he wants to come back, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Girlfriend, big mistake. Ah, <laughs> just trying to rock, dude. Real, real. I, I would just say is that he's he's pretty busy at the moment. Yeah, and uh, not a ton of time on weekends because he's usually scheduled on Saturdays. So like, he usually gets to 
uh, house around like 10 p.m. or something. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's a really hardworking dude. He even works Sundays sometimes, doesn't he? For, uh, no, I, he was working today, but he got off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's coming to the party, dude. He's always working because he's his yeah. family's a business. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. Stays on the grind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> were you guys? You know, that was your first show, and that was what, maybe a month and a half ago. Did, did the interview like just that? start? We've been doing the interview. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. <laughs> I thought okay. there was going to be an introduction or something. No. Oh, no. Okay. What the hell? Oh man, this is how we roll. So what's up? Uh, yeah, I was wondering. Like, so you guys, well, that was your first show that that uh that I played with you guys, and well, that was what, like a month and a half, two months ago. Yeah, something mm-hmm. like that, wasn't it? How long were you guys a band before that, though? Like uh, August twelfth, twenty nineteen, I think we formed. That's the day after Cameron's birthday. So you guys were jamming for a while, kind yeah. of writing, playing. Yeah, and yeah dude. Pandemic literally, everything, anything yeah. that we were doing in COVID was just rehearsal. Yeah, we, we were sitting on these song ideas. We recorded them, put them out, and then we landed there at the Russell. Yeah, you guys were really fucking sick, though. Like Thank you. that's why, even though you couldn't hear me at all, it's very I, yeah. But I also heard you warming up, oh, so yeah. like I kind of knew like what I remember that you time. were doing, and I could, I mean, I could see, you know, yeah. as, as a guitar player, I was yeah. just watching and just being like, all right, it's fucking sick. <laughs> and you know, it's funny, it's like when we were all showing up, like you guys are like really like loose, like just funny dudes, <laughs> I, and you don't, I didn't know what to expect really out of your band. You know what I mean? And not that's not an insult or anything like that, but I'm like, this could go either way. <laughs> this could definitely go either way. These guys could be just fucking ripping or they could totally suck. And yeah. like that's but that, I mean that's any band, but like especially when it's like you guys are just like very loose, it was like your first show, you're just like having a good time type of thing. But then you guys fucking crushed it. Thank you. Yeah. Like I said, Thank I you. literally go to work at four thirty in the morning, Ugh. get home from work. And then I play guitar, and then I fall asleep watching YouTube videos. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. So literally, all I do is practice guitar and hone in my rhythm skills. Yeah. Ethan's more the lead guitar player. So, but we're both like tight as far as rhythms. So like our yeah. trims and like um, speed picking is like locked in tight. Yeah. So we try to um, get that in as much as possible. It usually takes a like. I would say it took at least until the second show I did with them to like really lock in. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would say as far as for having three guitarists, it's pretty chaotic. It's pretty, it's pretty tight. Yeah. Is the third guitarist just to add beef to the like lower end rhythm stuff, or is it like harmonizing on the leads, or there's, like there's a couple there's a couple of harmonized parts and. Some of the songs, yeah, um, and it's just to keep the the double rhythm going. I usually yeah. play the root, but sometimes like it's hard to tell because I usually wanted to put him at the center of the mix because he uses the most mid range out of all of us. That but now sense. I'm running Kemper, and now I can use just whatever amp I want. So I'm thinking that I'll just put myself in the center. But now we just have two guitars, so yeah, it's whatever. Yeah, yeah. That's still like that's interesting to th- think about like a metal like a hardcore band doing like tone shaping things like that. Oh dude, we're like, obsessed with good tone. Yeah. Yeah, and like when I first started this band, I didn't like well, it was me and my brother. We were like 
kind of I started the band yeah no, sort of like you and Trent yeah well I didn't even come into the band like I wasn't even invited I just came down and I started to scream because I knew how to yeah <laughs> and I kind of I forced myself in <laughs> here I am yeah <laughs> that's, that's I had no idea he move. could scream like that too I was like I like stopped playing for a second I'm like what the fuck is he <laughs> yeah <laughs> so before that were you guys just like instrumental and just were maybe looking for a singer or yeah like, i mean like, we didn't expect it to be a band at all just fucking having a yeah, good time just fucking around because yeah. i knew trent for like i've known him for like six years now yeah five maybe and um i knew gabe for like four and you know we would just fuck around even even today in our rehearsals we won't like completely practice but it'll just be this chaotic fucking mess of like three people playing dip three different things at once and trying to like make it you know i'll be playing like a fear factory-esque riff and then <laughs> gabe will be playing slipknot and then yeah. trent, trent will be playing like a blues riff on the drums yeah. but yeah like it was just it's not the most coherent practice all the time yeah no it's <laughs> yeah i can see that when you have like a lot of influences especially when you have like shreddy guitar like you said it's it could go either way like yeah. <laughs> we we rarely rehearse but like of course when like the gigs coming up no we we rehearse yeah yeah but like uh most of the time when we're writing music it's not like and now we will write new music <laughs> yeah i know <laughs> it's you mostly mean just like just someone comes up a riff oh that's cool record it on your phone real fast yeah right yeah. No, I, I get that too. It's hard, like writing with a full band. Like usually, like the way my band works is, like I'll have an idea that I write myself alone, and then like I I have to fully like kind of flesh it out. Oh, what's up, dude? <laughs> um, yeah, I'll have to like fully flesh it out and then bring it to the band. I can't like deal with this. Oh, what's up, Jared? But yeah, like I can't. Uh, like, you know, sometimes cool things will happen when you're jamming with the whole band. And you'll, yeah, someone will be like, all right, we should record this. But most of the time, it just stresses me out. Like, it's either fun, we're just jamming around, improvising. Mm-hmm. If I'm trying to write like that, I'm just going to lose my mind. <laughs> because it's just like, Cause, so like, many different things happening. Sometimes you push yourself to be a perfectionist, especially in this business, you know? Yeah. And it's like, I don't try, I just noodle. You know? Yeah. Sort of like sometimes I'll like go a week, just play the same exact thing. You could probably take five recordings of my entire jam session and they would all sound the same like all week. <laughs> yeah. But like, it's just because sometimes I'm like honing and making sure my rhythm skills are tight still. Mm-hmm. But other times it'll be like, I'll accidentally like do something like a uh, triple pick down, like all strings and string skip. And I'll just be like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, most of the cool stuff that I write is an accident. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. isn't you know? isn't it always sometimes? You know, yeah. like lightning in a bottle. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know where it's coming from. Which one? Lightning. Oh, I'm thinking of message in a bottle. <laughs> My <laughs> bad. <laughs> Wrong song. Shit. Is that one from the <laughs> no, that's a phrase. Like lightning in a bottle. Oh, yeah. Like yeah, you know, catch like it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, catch, catch it. that lightning like, and like putting a- in a bo- bottle. Not just a just a bottle. A bottle that you would probably get at like. Bed Bath and Beyond. It yeah. looks like you know, like uh, one of those, like <laughs> one of those vodka bottles that you like. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or, or like one of those 
places at like one of those like new hip like restaurants with like the uh they have the water in it and it's got like one of those things that you have to like pop open right. it's got the little metal wires that attach the stopper to it i just yeah, want water dude what? yeah and then you pour the water in with no <laughs> ice never <laughs> any ice at these places can't you just tell me what's in the motherfucker yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah dude but yeah i mean like it's once you i'm interested in like you know starting with a band that really no expectations and then maybe realizing you have something and then expectations change like now that you're a band has it become a different thing like all right yeah before we just wanted to have a good time but now that like we have this how how has that changed the way you kind of think about it in terms of like future prospects and things like that no no it's uh we still want to keep the fun aspect in it i mean like of course you know like you don't want to just be like yeah right yeah well it really helps you know uh, when we rehearse so much together for all these weekends, you know, since, you know, 2019 and we've all grown as people and grown together as a band and like uh, people that support us and new people that find out our music live or whatever way you find us out. It's just good to hear the words when people say repost our, you know, music to their stories or send us kind words. It's really, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because like, I feel like once you realize that, like, you have something there, it's like, you know, you like I said, you want to keep the funds, but right. you also think like, oh, maybe it's it's worth it to like take a serious angle to this too, mm-hmm. and see where you can take it, because I feel like in in hardcore metal, yeah, there's like a huge market for it around the world, but it's exactly. it's still smaller than say like pop music, yeah. but if you're good within that smaller market, I feel like there might be more room to move up just because there's not quite as many bands. Especially it's from not, Michigan. Yeah, it's not quite as oversaturated as like Midwest emo type bands. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like once you like get yourselves into the scene, like, you know, playing with Feast for the Crows or, you know, like any of those bands that like Kyle and them. No, like if you start playing with those guys, I feel like the scene is a lot tighter and it's a lot more tightly knit. So you're probably going to get on more shows and more big shows quicker than oh, yeah. say like someone who's trying to just be like a standard emo band and there's everyone's fucking trying to do that shit yeah, yeah for real you know but um yeah what about like uh because i think it's cool to think about like when i you know when i started playing guitar i feel like i i became the guitar player that i am now because of just the shit that i was listening to and if i would have gotten into metal earlier i might be a completely different guitar player exactly. so like did you guys just was like metal and like hardcore was that type of the, like the first thing that you guys just kind of were introduced to music oh no no yeah I'm kind my of mom curious. tried to shelter me as much as she could try <laughs> to make me the uh you know like what looks to seem like a heterosexual hipster that i like <laughs> um but no like i mean i didn't have a problem with it like to this day i'll still listen to the police yeah like, dude, just the other day, I, um, what was, what was that song from Shark Tale? God damn it. <laughs> Ayo, Shark Tales? Um, it's awesome. like, awesome. I just went from listening to a band called Slaughter to Prevail, <laughs> and, um, I listened to an artist called Cheryl Lynn. She, uh, she's like a, a um, fan. she's like an R&B artist. Oh. Like Motown. Oh. Yeah. 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 I just love good music is good music. Yeah. That was the whole slogan of the Russell Industrial Center. 
Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just like, you know, whatever is good. And like, yeah. typically, like I've seen a lot of like Instagram stories, like posting stuff like, oh, I'll never be able to listen to this band because something he, that stuff he did like a bunch of years ago. I'm like, who gives a shit? It's art. It's it's a matter of separating the art from the artist. Yeah. Right. Like, right. Some people can do it. Some can't. It's fine either way. Yeah, and there's so many variables that go along with that too, yeah. like depending on like what what we're talking about, you know what I mean? Like yeah. what, there's definitely variables and there's there's extents to it. And I cuz I don't know. Kelly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, dude. Like that's that's an extreme example where it's like, "All right, dude, I don't want to support this dude like at all." Yeah, no. And then there's other times where it's like someone maybe tweeted something questionable. And yeah. and then sure. like five years ago or something, and then it's like something from 2012. And it's like okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like how old were they? One, like what were the cultural standards at the time? Also, like what have they been doing lately? And yeah. those things all need to be. You considered. just gotta ask yourself what is going to be the cultural standard when if we get big, like more into the year. It's like, dude, like, do I want to go out into the world if I can't be myself? Yeah, you know, like right. I've even struggled with that doing this podcast like not that i'm like secretly like this toxic individual or something but i definitely have times where it's like i have opinions or i like certain people that are quote-unquote canceled mm-hmm. yeah that i'm like i just need to be quiet about this because exactly i don't want right. someone trying to take this away from me yeah the solution is to not pay attention to twitter <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah but even if i don't i'm scared of like the people that do you know and like even if i didn't even ever know what if someone on twitter is saying like oh well brian porter said this you know to me in private you know what i mean and it's mostly 14 year olds so it's true or people who act like 14 year olds yeah right yeah it's like the even sadder matured past middle school the even sadder thing about the debate or like whatever it is itself is the the fact that people think their opinions matter on the fucking oh, yeah. internet. <laughs> yeah. To quote the great filthy Frank. <laughs> I don't know if great is the word I'd use, but... <laughs> so, what about, like, recorded stuff? Do you guys have... I know it's a weird fucking transition. Really not a transition at all. But do you guys have... Um, you guys have recordings, like, online? Or are you working on anything like that? Yeah. Uh, yeah. We're currently Always. in the works to... to uh, like like get written down and like we're making a check checklist of like maybe 10 11 songs for yeah. the full length sick so yeah sick. i think we're like six in some are incomplete some are like fully complete but um that song that we played um private despair that's completely new and that's going on the new record Oh, okay, yeah, people dope. really vibe with it too. They really got down to it. Every show that we've played, nice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Trent wrote that song. All of it. Oh, her drummer. Yeah. Oh, that tight, dude. Yeah. Yeah, like sometimes you find that like people will select singles for you. Like if you're playing before anything's released, like like our record that we're putting out next month. Like I kind of had an idea what the single was going to be, but that changed. Once right. we started playing them live. And then when I finished the recordings, that it was interesting because like, all right, so I had all the songs kind of in my head and I w- was playing them live and I thought one song was going to be the obvious single and they weren't really recorded yet. I've just been playing them live. And then people really responded to a different song. And I was like, oh, well, okay. I didn't expect that as much. And then when I recorded them, that one became the obvious single. Mm-hmm. Right. And I was like, oh, 
other people were hearing something I wasn't even hearing. Oh yeah. You know, and then you hear it recorded and it's like, Oh, that's fucking kind of cool. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it's just what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And is that, is that part of the, the song you guys were talking about? Is that like part of the record too? Or was it not? Into, yeah. We not were originally on the record. Yeah. Oh, okay. We're thinking about getting into the studio and recording it and make it as like a really early single. Because yeah. for one, we want to get stuff out. Yeah. And for two, we've got something for vestibule. Um, maybe the vestibule master is kind of you know not good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so um, what we're gonna do is we're trying to do like a vestibule like bundle kind of thing, like mm. vestibule EP. Yeah. Where it's a uh, acoustic remastered and like. Um, I mean, I think that's it. Honestly, I think we were talking you about like, just, a third version, but yeah, I forgot. You can just include like original remastered. And, like, oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Remix. Yeah. <laughs> remix. I really love like uh, acoustic versions of metal songs. I think yeah. It, yeah. It, it really shows you that like for maybe for people who can't wrap their ear around the like heavy version, they can see it, hear an acoustic one and realize that there actually is like good songwriting. Melody. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Have you seen Tech Def piano covers? No. <laughs> <laughs> they're, so, they're so entertaining to watch them do, like, the sweet parts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because it's all just, like, our I'd imagine it would be yeah. easier on piano because everything is right there. Yeah. <laughs> like, There's not, like, the extra technique of sweeping. And stretches, for Christ's sake. Yeah, like, I, I can't do that shit. Dude. I tried <laughs> sweet picking, like. Can't do it. I, I'm sure I could if I really, really practice, and I'm sure that's what it is. You just, sure as hell make up with uh, for that in your like chord knowledge and melody sensibility. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, that's my strength for sure. Is is that type of stuff, and like that, I I just I try to lean into what I'm good at. Like mm-hmm. at this point, like even if I could sweet pick, it would just be like a masturbatory look what I can do type of thing because it doesn't fit with the music yeah, I play. Yeah, right. With you guys, it totally does. You know, mm-hmm. but if I were to do that, it would be like, why the fuck? <laughs> it's like, why is this here? It's like, I don't know. I like to do like weird, like hammer ons, pull offs, taps, and things like that. It's kind of like the coolest, like guitar stuff that I do. But my bread and butter is, yeah, the weird chords. Yeah. Weird mm-hmm. chords, melody, transitions yeah, too. Like, really, like, that interesting chord at the beginning of Vestibule, it's like at first when i wrote it i was watching like a gear demo from <laughs> misha mansoor and he played that chord i'm like what would happen if i transposed it down and i played it like this so i played it and i was just like, <laughs> you know, like yeah no yeah. because it like spans like uh at some instances like four frets apart yeah. So like it like ends up looking like <laughs> yeah, dude. yeah, but it's like to date our like most beautiful song. Yeah, it, like in the intro, and then it's just chugs. <laughs> but it still has um, melody in it. Yeah. So yeah, the way you're describing that, it makes me think of all about like BT Bam things like that. Like yeah. bands like that, I really fucking love the guy we were recording with when we were recording Vestibule. Where I was recording the vocals and like he was like, "Wet bang and shit." <laughs> I'm like, "Oh, he likes this one." Yeah, like, cool. That's, that's always a good feeling too when you're working with a producer and they don't necessarily know you, but they start to vibe with it. Like, yeah, right. dude. Fun fact: I don't know if you've uh, checked out our EP or like listened to any of our stuff. 
I've only seen you the live. I usually wait till after I interview a band to listen. Yeah. I know that's um, a weird, shitty way. So to do, just <laughs> to warn you what you're about to get into. Yeah. I We were just YOLOing that entire like recording <laughs> yeah. session. I bought in a diesel Herbert that was in my basement for like a year. Probably, I don't know, probably never had new tubes the entire time I bought it from Guitar Center. So, but that head's gone. I traded that head for a Kemper, which is much better. Um, but I was running like a BBE Sonic Maximizer into the effects loop, two overdrives, two gates, cranking the gain to 10, and I quad tracked the guitars. That's the way to do it, man. So I was quad just tracks. saying, fuck it. Metal as fuck, bro. Yeah. The entire time, and it ended up just sounding like zero mids. All treble, all bass. It was just a quad tracked oomph. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. So, to quote Glenn Fender, it sounds like fried asshole. <laughs> <laughs> but a good fried asshole. I mean, to to me, yeah, it sounded it like. It's not that bad. A good fried yeah. asshole. I, dude, I love layering <laughs> guitars like that in the studio. Like, I. Even my music, which is more like. Radiohead influence things like that. I yeah. I still like to bring in the influence I I have from like older bands. I don't know. I guess I hate like Manchester Orchestra. I guess is an mm-hmm. example where like I love the big heavy sound. So I love like, but I'll layer an acoustic guitar with a strat with a fuzz pedal and then a strat through a big bass man with like just a little bit of drive. But I'm playing the same chords and I'm just building like this. All these different sounds of like the same chord. Dude, it just sounds like. Ever mm-hmm. since I was a kid, I've loved music that's like atmospheric that you can put yourself mm. in like a like a scenario. Yeah, you know, like if I hear the song, what environment could I imagine myself in? Like a grassy meadow, or like you know, yeah. like that kind of music that. Like it's weird to me, you know, like the atmospheric kind of music. Yeah, I, I that's like when I buy pedals now, it's like I'm looking for that feeling. Like I, I'll buy like I have like you know your standard like I have an overdrive, I have a fuzz, I have just like a regular analog delay reverb. But then like everything outside of that, like I want shit that like you have to write an entire song around. Like it has like these big fucking atmospheric feelings. You know. I used to be a pedal guy. Yeah. But then our music came along and I'm like, it's too much to fucking tap dance. So, yeah. Um, right you got now, that, that big, like, computerized thing. What's it called? Like well, the- at first I was running a Line 6 Veta, which had effects built into the head, mm-hmm. but it needed a little help on the um, distorted section because I just couldn't get it tight enough. So, again, I was riding two fucking drive pedals. Yeah. And, um,. A noise gate out in front just so I could um, gate my guitar. Yeah. There was a gate in the head, so it, it was quiet. But then I was running two drives into it, <laughs> and it was just noisy as shit. Yeah. But problems arose when I had to go clean. So oh. I had to end up turning off three pedals and then hit the channel switch. Yeah. So I bought a buffer and a loop pedal, which meant I could just put all my pedals on the loop. Bam, bam, clean. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's what you do. So it. that's what I was doing at that first show and then the second. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. And that's what I was looking at. Tap I do. And I'm uh, thinking about getting like one of those like big like boss loop 
stations where you can create like eight different uh, loops and like MIDI control them. But just just grab a cortex or something. <laughs> yeah, the things I'm too much of like a analog dude. Like I yeah. like to see all the uh, pedals. I like to be able to turn the knobs to get the tones. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like dumb when it comes to like <laughs> admiring my, my <laughs> extensive book collection. <laughs> yeah. I, I like books. Yeah, I love books. Yeah, books I love books. Awesome. Books are great, dude. <laughs> None of those have any pictures, I've dude. I've never heard books described as busted. We should, we, should, <laughs> we should honestly, like, honest to God, like, take some pictures so we can post it on our band. Yeah, pages. I'm just going to record just a little bit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go for it, dude. Yeah, totally. I don't give a shit. Free promotion, dude. <laughs> I just want to say, this man has not said a word since we started. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, the video will prove that he's here. Oh, yes. Got the Mihoy Minoy hat, the two. Yeah, that's uh Yeah, I'm a fucking giant SpongeBob nerd. My sister and I will have like straight up conversations like only SpongeBob quotes. For real? Yeah. Yeah. Just only My life is loosely based on I got it. Let's get naked. He she me wombo. <laughs> dude i had i used to i went to u of m and i had a like a big block m flag but like whenever michigan would lose i would flip it around to wumbo <laughs> i'd be like fuck man we lost i better set it to wumbo <laughs> what were we even talking about dude oh yeah pedals yeah oh but yeah i do have it set up to where like if i want to go clean though i have the aby pedal because i run two amps and i have one amp always just clean so all I gotta do is like switch to just that amp, mm-hmm. and I can have a clean tone, and then push a button, and then all of a sudden it's back to like six pedals around. Yeah, dude, don't get me wrong. Like the the way I like to think of it is like those classic amps, like dual rectifiers, um, diesels, Marshalls. They're like the classic cars of amps. Yeah, they're like money boxes. Yeah, basically you gotta. Constantly, like, check the bias of everything, check the tubes. Every day you turn it on, it's going to be something different. It's true. With that, I was just like, you know what? I just need something that works. I want that Bugatti Nissan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's actually a really good way of thinking so about it. I just uh, took one for the team and said, like, you know what? I'm going to check out this digital mod- modeling stuff. And I'm going to buy a Kemper. And you know what? I just um, had Ethan, because he's the tech head of the band. He He's the one who, like, sets up all of our guitars, puts all of our pickups in. <laughs> oh, word? Oh, yeah. I, I might have to hit you up if you want to do some work, because I want some work done on my guitar. <laughs> Dude, I just, I just, I just got a, um, a Jackson Kelly recently for the a, drop, drop A Sharp stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah, gonna, I'm gonna use that shit live because it's it's like the cracked mirror one, so it'll look really cool on your stage lighting. Oh, yeah. it's gonna blind some motherfuckers. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I, put a, I put a fucking I put a Floyd Rose original in it and a set of Killswitch Engage Fishman Fluence pickups. Oh, fuck yeah! And the wiring for that was not fun. <laughs> I would imagine. I just have like a. You, you probably saw. I have that Stratocaster, that like yeah. HS, HSS Strat. But I want to rewire the... Pi- I have no idea how to do this. All I know is what I want is to change the, the selector so that mm-hmm. I can have the neck and the bridge going at the same time rather than the neck and the one right next to it, like neck so and middle. So you want telly style? Yeah. 
Yeah. Like, I want to be able to... I'm sure there are wiring diagrams okay. for that, and I yeah. don't think it's that difficult to use your phone to. Well, they, the, the guy from The Strokes, his signature guitar, um, I can't remember what his fucking name is. I think maybe yeah. Daryl Hammond or something. But uh, his his strat is set up to where it's like the very bottom is just the bridge, but then in the very top is just the neck. But in the middle, it's neck and bridge. David than- Gilmore had something going on like that too, where he had like all three pickups. Yeah, yeah. I just think like, and I I I kind of want to switch it to just a three selector instead of five because I don't. You, with a strat, you're constantly knocking it. Like knocking the little selector and there's five different selections. It, it just it's too easy to knock. That's it off. why I just use a bridge pickup. <laughs> yeah. But have you ever um tried fucking around with um actives on cleans? No, I haven't. Actives to me give off a really glassy metallic clean tone that I huh. really seek after. Huh. Especially when you throw like chorus, flange, reverb on yeah. it. Yeah. That's yeah. the problem though, because a lot of people say like Oh, actives are sterile on the clean channel. Like, you hear that word used a lot. I think that's true for some pickups. Uh, EMGs can definitely be like that. Because, I mean, like, if you if you run EMGs on a clean channel, you're going to sound like Metallica. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 100%, dude. Yeah, I don't know. I, I like to fuck around with a bunch of with different things. Yeah. And, like, I, I just have, like, this need... To have my shit be slightly different than yeah, the what standard. everybody else is using. Yeah, right. that's like, my. That's why I mod shit. <laughs> yeah, like the, this when I bought the Strat, I immediately put a different pickup in it. I changed the tuners, all this shit, and like you're constantly like trying to be like unique. Yeah, yeah, and I mean Ethan put it best one time. It's just like just be unique in your music. Ultimately, yeah, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. and even even that is like um. When I write thing, when I, when I write things, when I write things, I think a lot of people do this too. Like I'll even be trying to purposefully rip something, like not necessarily chord for chord, but a vibe. Like I'll have a song, like a particular like Radiohead song, and I'm like, I want to make it sound like this. And Are I'm you like, dreaming? Oh. that song rules. Yeah. For this one, for instance, though, like Airbag off of OK Computer is one of my favorite songs, and one of my songs, I was just legit trying to rip that vibe and hmm. it sounds completely different, but like you can be unique, even try, even attempting to just take a vibe from something else and making it your own becomes this unique thing. If I had a dollar for every time Trent said like, you know what that, that riff you just played sounds like? Yeah. <laughs> like- <laughs> yeah. I think the best song, I mean, not maybe not the best of okay computer. The prettiest is like the ending of paranoid Android. And then yeah, music all the way through. Oh yeah, yeah. Or let down is yeah. really really fucking. The whole pretty. album's just amazing. Yeah, really though. Tom York is. Yeah, they're <laughs> I mean, literally my favorite band. <laughs> Johnny, Green, Johnny yeah. Greenwood is one of my inspirations for writing clean material. Like y- you would never expect that, but like Johnny Greenwood and and Ed O'Brien. Ed O'Brien's the shit. Yeah, dude. no, like literally. Like, sometimes some of the stuff that he writes and, like, when he demos, like, with those, like, volume swells, yeah. I, I sometimes just want to quit. <laughs> you want to talk about, like, atmospheric music. He yeah. is the reason that For band real. sounds like that, like, mm-hmm. with those atmospheres and stuff. He's got, like, that sustainer pickup on his signature yeah. strat. Yeah. Those are sick, dude. I've got um one guitar with a Staniac. Oh, really? 
Yes. I need to put that and drop A sharp or something because that guitar is really pretty and it sounds great. Schecter Avenger, uh, Blueburst. I got. Oh, yeah. It's. Schecters are really nice. They get shit for like being like metal yeah. guitars only, yeah, but they're right. so nice, I dude. That that guitar has the nicest flame top, or at least one of the nicest flame tops I've ever seen. Yeah, <laughs> my friend has a uh, like a green like uh, a green sort of flame top Schecter, it's like the Strat style one with, but it has the, the two humbuckers. I don't remember what it's called. I think the C one is their probably. See, this is what exactly what I want to happen if we go out on tour is just find other guitarists and geek out about gear. I know, dude. Yeah, <laughs> it's good. I love that shit. In fact, dude, that um, Schecter that you saw me play, the one yeah. with the pumpkins on it, that's my favorite guitar, and I only pl- pl- uh, paid eleven hundred for it. And there's only th- um, fifteen of them. Really? Yeah. Schecter huh. does uh, custom runs with this one music store called Drum City Guitar Land. Oh shit! And they're on reverb. That's <laughs> you know those you know Ibanez released um, a new part of the Iron Label series recently. Mm-mm. Like they released a new. Uh, it's a it's it's a really weird looking guitar, but uh, Ibanez Zyphos, which the most metal fucking guitar you will ever see. <laughs> I was afraid to More have Ethan the on Rich. my side of the stage. Because I was afraid I was going to get my eye impaled. They got in. They got oh in my God. early, and I bought it. <laughs> Tight, dude. I, it made me think of uh, like you know, like the BC Rich Mockingbirds and shit. Yeah. My my brother in law, his uncle, has this garage like out in like the country, and he has like fifteen BC Rich guitars just hanging up. He's like BC wealthy. He's just got like so many. Yeah, I've been sitting on that one for a while. But no, it's just like, dude, it's like the funniest thing. Like, if you have a BC Rich guitar, you definitely have like a Line Six Spider too. <laughs> yeah. So you're basically Mick Thompson in 2006. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. Those mocking days. And then there was like a while where people were like, I think this is actually still happening. Like emo bands. But playing like BC Rich guitars, ironically, which I think is the lamest <laughs> right. shit of all time. Like they would just like have like big metally looking guitars to play like their twinkle bullshit. Then they'll just be like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's just like, dude, come on, have your own style. I don't know. That's just fucking annoying to me. Yeah. But yeah. So are you finding that you tonally like you're liking it more with like the modeling stuff than than you did, or is it? Do you wish that you could have like the analog stuff tone oh, but less? 100%. Dude, if we could be like the deaf tones where they have like subwoofers on their guitar cabs, <laughs> like, yeah. and just make all sound guys quit, like, that would yeah. be like the shit. But like, unfortunately, it's just like one, a lot to carry, obviously. Beautiful. Yeah. But right. like, dude, okay. We need to talk to our bassist, Gabe, because. On our first gig, mm-hmm. did you see that that rack that he yeah. brought in? Dude, that was well over 200 pounds. Yeah. Right, right. And he, <laughs> he's still, like, using, like, half of that. But honestly, that's his thing. I could give a shit about it. Yeah. But, like, dude, sometimes, like, dude, I love him to death. <laughs> but fuck, dude. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah. When we start playing big festivals, I like not gonna lie, I do want him to use like two eight by tens. Just for the fucking aesthetics of Yeah, the and the roll. stage sound, you know? Yeah. Because to get that low 
rumble. Yeah. His bass tone is massive because he's using the dark glass stuff now. Yeah. And he's coupling it with a sans amp. Mm. And I love playing bass. It's like my fun instrument. But yeah. going back to the question, I'm getting super off track. Oh, dude. It's, but, this is what um, this is for. Like, dude, the Kemper to me is like the happy medium where mm-hmm. it's like it sounds incredible because I just had Ethan load up the um the Fortin Meshuga and Meshuga like dude you already know their sound is massive yeah and so I just said like you know what I respect the hell out of Fortin let me just check how these profiles sound because literally you can go online look up profiles of amplifiers amplifiers and yeah. you can just say like okay I want to Mesa Boogie Dual Rectifier ding you can just download it onto the yeah the thing um depending on what company like mics it because you can of course get like different like methods of profiling with different microphones different room sounds yeah i yeah. use amplitude 3 for demos and stuff so which it basically does all that like you can actually there's like a virtual representation of where the mic is in the room like forward and backward and side to side and then you can control like the volume of each microphone like within the thing oh yeah fuck yeah there's two of them going <laughs> yeah you can like control the volume of all these different mics and change all the cabs and change yeah. combinations and i don't use it for a final sound but for making demos and pre-production it's so nice to have that so that you know exactly when you're going into the studio like you can keep a mental snapshot of where everything was set up in Amplitude so you can like really try to recreate that quickly in the studio. When I first met Ethan, he was using uh, Bias FX and the Fortin like neural DSP plugins. And yeah. based on what he was getting, I was contemplating like, you know, like just going into the studio using those plugins. Yeah? Yeah. Do you guys like uh do you guys like do your own recording right now? You mentioned going into the studio, do you have like a studio in mind or like producer in mind or anything like Same that. Guy. We Same just guy. recorded a demo of a song off yeah, Ethan's I, laptop. I am not set up to like mix anything. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, I, the way we have it now, I can at least make the demos. I can at least make them get across the idea we want. Yeah. Um, Doable. and demos have gotten so much better. Yeah. Yeah. I, I seen some guy like say like, one of those like you know like anti everything modern say like you know like bands demo tapes are their finals now and then they go into the studio and it's like they lose that punch and they wonder why yeah and bro you need that raw sound you need to record it across a cave with a nokia (laughs) (laughs) you need to like stick a microphone outside your garage and close the door (laughs) i mean this is also i don't know if you've watched this channel but he's called the circle of tone Mm-mm. <laughs> he, <dude>. Yeah, <laughs> I'm afraid of those types of things. I'll go down the rabbit hole and I will never escape. Yeah, for you know. <laughs> I just, I'm not super big on tone chasing. I prefer to have my own sort of sound. Yeah. Um, I like. Don't get me wrong. I love tube amps and stuff. I right. love modelers. I'll use literally anything. I just want to be able to sound like me on whatever gear I'm using. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that a lot of that comes through with like the types of chords and stuff you use and yeah. like the types of your playing dynamics and things yeah. like that. Like I, that's what I think makes me sound like me on different gear is yeah. like just the way I play and the types of things I play. Also the way you bend and stuff. Like, yeah. 
The way yeah. you pick, how much you choke up on the pick, the angle, the yeah. I, Which I, I use I picks wrong, shit dude. From these guys, because they tell me I sound like I sound like I'm playing for kill switch engage. Because like <laughs> I, choke, I choke so far up, like sometimes, uh-huh. like I'm power words, I'll get like half pinch harmonics. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, no, and it has that hawk to it that kill switch engage has. Yeah, but I mean, I'm not complaining. I love kill. Switch. I wouldn't call it. Yeah, dude, they're, they're so, so fucking yeah. rad. I saw them at Warp Tour one time, and they just sounded so huge. It was almost like a religious experience. Like they're fucking. <laughs> shit. I was like, "Holy fucking <laughs> shit, dude!" <laughs> and then they, uh, their guitarist uh, produced "Define the Great Line" by Under Oath, which is like I love Under Oath. One I'm of meeting my them next year, baby. <laughs> You're what? Yeah, meeting them next. Oh, year. Oh, really? I'm seeing them with Spirit Box too. They're like oh, my two that's favorite so bands. fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah, I've like "Define the Great Line" and like. It, Disambiguation, I think, is their best record. I have that on vinyl. He sent me yeah. a picture of it at oh, Disc yeah. Replay. Yeah? And I was like, no fucking way. That <laughs> was the last one, too. Yeah. Yeah, dude, Disc Replay will have some good shit. Like, before Brand New was canceled, I mean, I still have the record up there. I got Devil and God, white variant from Disc Replay. It was the only record they had in the store. Damn. Like, yeah. It was like 50 bucks. I was like, yeah, sure. I'll take it. But, like, yeah. Like, well, anyways, Under Oath, I absolutely obsessed with those guys like mm-hmm. i i have songs written in drop d because i tuned my guitar to drop d to learn under oath songs <laughs> right. and then i just started fucking around and wrote like indie emo songs mm-hmm. you know but it, they are so amazing live too like they're so, so you've never seen them live no i was supposed to i went to a show um with the band dance gavin dance that i love them. i've seen them like six times yeah i love that too oh dance fuck gavin yeah dude. yeah but um uh, I, w- I went for them and I didn't really give a shit about Under Oath. So I lost oh. really hard during Dance Kevin Dance. So I was like, Let's- I'm going to leave. Oh, so major life mistake. regrets. Yeah, I started listening and I'm like, fuck. <laughs> they fucking destroy. For real. DGD, uh, dude, I've been seeing those guys since like, since like the happiness tour. Like, I got a happiness tour. Yeah. I have a lot to owe to this man because, um, I thought some of the metal that I couldn't listen to get, could get any heavier until I found Slam. Oh, I never heard of that. No, Slam is a genre. Oh, oh okay. Leaf, would you like to explain? <laughs> I sound like such a boomer just now. Oh, I've never oh. heard of them. <laughs> slam is just that fucking ridiculously heavy music that... Uh, People would... would it, uh, I would understand if you would say it sounds like just noise because it's so heavy it sounds yeah. it's one small step from being just noise yeah it's an acquired taste it's fantastically unintelligible <laughs> yeah dude this, this reminds me like i really i like i will start crying laughing when like i love bands like cannibal corpse their song titles yeah, are with a knife. Oh, yeah, right. I dude, yeah. <laughs> dude. My buddy Austin one time was at a bonfire, was just like reading me all their songs. I was crying laughing just hearing them. <laughs> I'd be reading like Infinite Annihilator song names. Or like, like what the fuck? Supremacy. Torso fuck raped by elephants. Yes! What are some of your favorite song titles from any slam band? From any slam band. Uh, I would have to look at them right now. <laughs> That's fine. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull up some. Tw- um, some gangrenous twist. testicular deformity. That's a that's a um that's a cat cattle decap song. Pornhub whiskey dick. That's a good oh, one. Oh my like god, dude! Yeah. Alien fucker. 
Babies also have vaginas type Tor- shit. Torso fuck. Uh, erotic diarrhea fantasy. <laughs> That's the name of their 2009 album. <laughs> yep. There's this uh, band called Gut Rock, and it's like uh, Gut Rock, and it's like snorkeling and diarrhea. <laughs> Ayo. I've been repping the go- uh, Gut Rock shirt too. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Um, uh, there's a band called Gut Rectomy, and they have um. <laughs> They have some of the funniest, uh, the, um, the funniest fucking, um, uh, song titles. Hang on, where the fuck is my phone? Hang on. I gotta stop recording for a second, because some of these fucking uh, songs are so goddamn funny. Um, I do know that one of their songs is called High Kick Abortion. (laughs) High Kick Abortion, what the fuck? That's so funny. Um, How I Slapped Your Mother. (laughs) Testicle chopstick. There's so many good ones. <laughs> this should be Patreon. Uh, deep throat yeah. decapitation. Yeah, that's about sounds about right. It's Eat part. this fetus. <laughs> also part for the course. Fisted by a T-Rex. <laughs> Holy shit. No fucking way, dog. Fisted by a T-Rex. What's the, what's the name of this band? Gut rectomy. <laughs> That's what it's Austin right now. Oh, shit. <laughs> Turbo Queef Tornado. <laughs> what album is uh, uh by a T Rex? <laughs> Slam Apocalypse. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh my god. Let me just go to my slam playlist real this quick. Is so funny. <laughs> I told you I'm not kidding. I haven't fucking laughed so hard at this shit, dude. <laughs> Uh, fucking. So, what inspires you guys? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's kind of a range. (laughs) Spastic anal lacerations. (laughs) That inspires you. Sick. Oh shit! Everybody finds inspiration at different places. Exactly. Different times. Sometimes it's in the anal cavity. (laughs) Okay. Okay, but real question now. (laughs) I have to transition somehow. Holy fuck. Oh, yeah, I was going to ask. I always ask bands about this shit. But uh, when it comes to, like, you say you're working on a full length, a lot of bands, metal bands especially, I feel like, maybe have themes, like concepts, yeah. shit like that. Like, is that something that you guys are Here like, we go. Yeah, I'll or, explain this. Yeah, let's, let's fucking, what, what's um, this new thing about? Anthem of the Lost, our EP that's out right now. Um, it's about um, all of us have, you know, lost family members and it really, mm-hmm. you know, hit us hard so yeah um at the time it's you know it was just me trent gabe and cam so it was just us four so um we wrote about trent's dad gabe's dad and me and cameron's grandma so uh, i'm not gonna get into how they passed away yeah but um you know we the songs aren't exactly about them but we we made the ep dedicated to them yeah you know yeah it's uh in our cds you look and uh, at the bottom you know it dedicates you know whatever right and uh 
Yeah, so we basically made the whole EP Anthem of the Lost, you know, an Anthem of the Lost. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Pretty straightforward. Shit like that, yeah. So that's, that's it. But I think we're going to stop being little edgy kids after, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're actually just going to write whatever the fuck we want after this. You yeah. Know? Like, we're just going to get down from stage and kick people in the fucking face. <laughs> <laughs> Physically, after metaphorically doing yeah. it on stage. No, I, I think that, like, there's a reason so many people are inspired by that type of thing with loss. Like I, my record is, you know, I'm in the same boat. It's, it's for a friend, not a family member, but it's the same thing. You know, you lose right. somebody and it's just like, fuck man. Yeah. got to get it out somehow. I'm yeah. Be real. Any, if anything, losing a friend hits more than, you know, a family, you know, it definitely, really it definitely depends did. how close you are with the family member and the friend. But like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, but it's, I know that if I lost Jay, because he's been there, right. Like, everywhere and i'm in a band with him yeah so that would oh my god it's the thing is it really doesn't matter like family or friend that label it just really matters like who they are to you in your life exactly. mm -hmm. you know right. like whatever you know obviously family is blood but at the same time like other people can be just as close as blood or closer Water, than blood. yeah <laughs> yeah right family is whatever you want it to be exactly mm -hmm. exactly you blood, know. blood doesn't matter if they're an asshole to you yeah no, I agree. Like, I feel like a lot of times, like people feel like a sense of obligation yeah. to, like, oh, love your family. But I mean, family. yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like you know, joining the mob because your dad's the boss or something. <laughs> I just saw the Sopranos movie, so I'm like thinking about that. <laughs> shit, <laughs> but like you know, it, yeah. The, the whole the whole point just kind of being like whatever inspires you, and obviously, like losing somebody is like a major inspiration. Like I I wrote our mm. record not about that person but about my loosely based on like my experience of of the grieving process oh yeah but trying to do it in a way that like dedicated to that person but i want people to hear it and be like Sometimes they can connect in their own are way the deepest cuts yeah you know? like yeah like the deepest songs that you can write and like that just makes the song more powerful because you're yeah. putting so much into it Dude, I get like I'll get emotional playing them sometimes. Not gonna lie, I'll yeah. be like, it's it's a, it can be tough. It can be tough to play it. Like, I'll start cracking up a little bit. Like, fuck, man. it's just like I didn't, I wasn't expecting this. Like, sometimes like I'll be rehearsing it and I'll get through it just fine. And then sometimes I'll be playing it live, and all of a sudden, just my why is this happening to my face right now? <laughs> <laughs> what is this you know? salty discharge? Yeah, yeah, dude, <laughs> am I broken? But, yeah, well, I'm broken. But I also feel like. I almost feel like if I were in the crowd and I saw someone like getting that emotional about what they were playing, I would probably be like, oh, this is pretty sweet. Yeah, it gets me fucked up. Yeah. I'd be like, oh, that's kind of cool. <laughs> there are some like bands you can see in the live videos. Like there's this one Architects uh, live performance after they lost one of their members. Mm -hmm. uh, Tom you can, Searle. You can, you can tell uh, Sam Carter is uh Really trying hard to hold it together. Yeah, mm -hmm. Tom like, Searle was an amazing. Guitar when Event Sevenfold plays like Fiction, when the Rev, yeah, yeah, the Rev, yeah, Rev, yeah, yeah, they all get fucked up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like that that type of stuff in music will bring that right out of you. Dude. Yeah. Dude, speaking of the Rev, if you ask Trent's number one influence, you can see it and hear it that it's it's the Rev. Yeah, yeah. and well, dude, Sevenfold is like his favorite band. They were yeah. sick, dude. They got they became like a meme type of like like before memes were memes. Yeah. Like people would like. You know, make fun of them. Confession. Yeah, but like, <laughs> dude, when they came out, yeah. it was sick. Like, no For one. Real. 
I would never deny that. Like I was, I loved them. Like, I mean, looking back at the music now compared to what they have, it's like, damn, this fucking sucks. Yeah. <laughs> but there's always context, you know what City I mean? City of Evil is such a different vibe from the two albums before I think that. that's like, like yeah. the first good album they put out. City of Evil Diamonds is, in the rough is like, yeah. I think it's definitely, to me, it's the most important album. <laughs> is that yeah, the one? Like, it's got probably, Bad it's Country, Bad country on it, yeah, yeah. yeah, MIA. Yeah. yeah. It's got oh, all the good shit. ones. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that like I remember like playing NHL like um and I heard backcountry on NHL and I was like he who makes a beast out of himself. Yeah. Yeah. I actually I actually read that that book that that's from after like Fear and Loathing Las Vegas and I saw that quote that's a quote in the very beginning of the book. You're just like I was like, full circle. My third eye has been open. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, okay, so you talked about like kind of the the EP. What about like for the like the 11 songs that you're kind of working on now? Is there like a theme emerging among those or anything? We don't really uh know yet. We've kind of just been writing them and yeah. then Jay makes up the lyrics. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. I mean, uh me and Leaf now since Leaf is in the band, he's our uh second vocalist mm-hmm. uh, oh dope okay he's I, I would consider him our first because <laughs> you know he has much more uh experience than me he's been doing it for longer than me he could do 12 years now yeah 12 yeah. years fuck. oh nice dude god <laughs> <laughs> ah, damn <laughs> 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 yeah but, dude like uh, <laughs> gonna do stupid shit too it's funny <laughs> yeah uh, do, do a fucking uh, ring, 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 ring. <laughs> so do you guys both do you ever do any clean vocals or is it just like different variations oh, I'm on it me and leaf we're planning to do clean vocals mm-hmm. on the record there's a song that uh we were talking about earlier that we uh, demoed on ethan's computer um we wrote it in like one night we're just like well, let's be fucking stupid and write a song in one night and then yeah. we like ended up really liking it and we're like this is fucking going on the record yeah you know what i'm saying but there's like this clean part and i was like i should sing on this and the boys were upstairs doing something they haven't even heard it yet mm. but um i was just coming up with ideas and i was like damn this slaps yeah yeah so yeah there's gonna be more clean singing on it i find it tough to clean sing with like super heavy riffs though you know i yeah. hear bands that do that i'm like how the fuck do they do that yeah you know i'm just um i'm better with the aggressive type shit yeah but you know. No, I, yeah, I, th- I like the one turnoff that I have from some heavy bands is that there's no relief, but from yeah. it, like with, but if you can have like dynamics, yeah. dude, that shit, I'm all over mm-hmm. that stuff. Like that's why another thing about like between the buried and me, like they have like those kind of dynamic shifts and things like that. Where yeah. it's they're mostly like a fucking heavy band, obviously. Yeah, but, right. Like, they, yeah. But there are parts where it's just like, oh, like all right. If if you heard just that part, you wouldn't realize they were a metal band. Mm-hmm. You know, it'd be like, oh, okay, this is just like a fucking sweet band. Right. I mean, not that they're not, but you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, like more clean vocals is always good for me. But that's just because I like clean right. vocals. Right. <laughs> yeah. But you know, as long as you're not forcing them in there, you know. Mm-hmm. I have some melodic sensibility, and I'll try to make like a like a like a hooky kind of like chorus. Yeah. And how did you I'll- even learn how to scream, Lee? That's a, that's a good question. I don't think I've asked that. Uh, just came out after I started doing uh, lows and gutturals. Yeah. So what kind of bands like made you like like asking Alexandria? Right. Ba- yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> hell yeah. Yep. 
I've uh, I saw Asking Alexandria in Toledo one time. I saw them like at this club. You guys ever listen to The Bled? The, uh, that's oh, one of their albums, right? Oh, or well, there's a, no, there's a band called oh, it's The a band? Bled. Okay, yeah. I got you. Yeah, they used to be, uh, I don't think, they're definitely not a band anymore. Yeah, I've been listening to metal and playing guitar for a really relatively short period of time. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. No, I started like not even five years ago. Oh, okay. So, I'm, <laughs> I just been. He's shitting. Practicing <laughs> but it yeah. seems like you've been practicing sweet picking from like and like really well it's just because like i i practice all the time and i try and challenge myself with new shit yeah i feel like a lot of metal guitarists are the ones that like have the discipline for practice and for <laughs> like drilling certain things <laughs> that's, a, that's a funny joke <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. That's from the outside looking in is what it seems like to me just because like I would yeah. come home from school every day in middle school and just play guitar constantly, yeah. but I never got good at like any like like soloing and shit like that because oh. I I didn't drill anything. I didn't do scales. I just yeah. played fucking Census Fail and like Green Day and like <laughs> all types of shit like that. Mm-hmm. But I had other friends who got way better at guitar than me, way faster. One because I think they're like literally savants. But then, too, because, like, they actually drilled things traditionally and, like, actually practiced technique and things like that. And, practice right. mentor and all that. Yeah. Which I think it's super important. Everyone should be doing that. Literally never done it once in my life. But I should. I acknowledge that I should. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it's a really good idea. It's the first step. Yeah, it definitely is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I should really just I don't like doing the drawing it either, board. Really, I don't. If no, if no other reason to just practice your timing. Like, it doesn't even yeah. need to be scales. Just... Practice your songs to a metronome. I'm scared because once we start playing like bigger shows, we'll get there eventually. Where we're gonna have to have like in ears and have a yeah. track playing. I'm like, how the fuck are we gonna do that? Because we've yeah. been playing for so long, just like doing our own shit. It's like, damn, well, how are we gonna you know, uh, there's like a happy medium where like maybe you have the drummer yeah. playing it with it, but not the rest of the band. Because that shit does get expensive. Yeah, Trent, he's usually musically inclined, and he he knows how to do that. He plays literally everything. Right? Yeah, he he was in like school and a saxophone. Oh fuck yeah! Yeah. (laughs) That's what's up, dude. Hell yeah! Yeah, like that was my intro. Was a tuba? Was a tuba? Yeah. (laughs) Some brass. I said I wanted tuba on the new album. <laughs> that would be fucking sick. You can find it. You can't yourself. even lie, motherfucker. No, we, 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 yeah. dude, dude, we should just, dude, we should legit just put it on vestibule. Reimagine. Really interesting though. Brass and orchestra section. No, there's gonna be piano on it. That's that's a given. Caleb was better at the piano stuff. Mark already has a piano in the studio. I remember. So oh, yeah, yeah, I, about that. I haven't practiced piano in a long time. Keyboard, whatever the fuck. Because I. <laughs> I played piano Same since I was like shit. six. <laughs> yeah, I feel like you almost got to be careful throwing too much piano in there because then you don't. Yeah. You Chiotos. Chiotos. Cheetos. Cheetos. I see stars. The, the, chode, <laughs> the chode Bros. The Chode Bros. <laughs> I love Chiotos. Dude, I the fucking. I, I I grew up like uh, near Flint, so like which is where they were from. So like I've seen. I didn't them. know they're from Flint. Yeah. I've Fuck, seen, okay. They're from actually from Davison, Michigan, which okay. is like by Flint. They play the Flint local all the time. Like okay. I've seen them in like a like a hundred cap venue. Like right. they played like a secret show after 
um, Bone Palace Ballet, they broke up, and then they got back together for a little bit. And I saw them play with like a hundred people. Okay, it was fucking insane. The amps weren't mic'd; it was just in a room, which was fucking insane. Like, Damn, that sounds familiar. Yeah, it was. I was like, I can't believe this is happening right now. Yeah, like, it's it, really fucking cool. I yeah, like that. yeah. And then um, another band I was thinking about is uh, another Devil Wears Prada. That's yeah. kind of like the, this, yeah, dude. Plagues, is, I still fucking love Plagues. I yeah. never, I never like. They're still good. I didn't, uh, not on purpose, but I just didn't really try to listen to much of them after yeah. Plagues. But like, they're I listened to the Zombie EP and that was fucking yeah, awesome. Mm-hmm. Zombie EP is amazing. That shit's really good. Is that the new one? They just came out with the new EP. No, that one Zombie is a much older one. I think it was like, it was like 2012, right? <coughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, okay. And yeah, they just came out with an EP, and it's really fucking good. Though, yeah. So. They They're still so tight. Good. It's just the vocalist, he, uh, he shit on his vocals. First album, he was done, because he didn't know how to scream. Yeah. You know, they're still good, but, like, they're not the same. Right, yeah, they got Even, so much better. Yeah. Under Oath is a band, too, that got a lot better. Right. Like, the, with the screaming, like, once Define the Great Line hit, like, you can tell he went to, like, a vocal trainer. And like, right. there's that that one girl who like does a lot Melissa of Melissa Cross. I think that's who. It, yeah, who like yeah. teaches a lot of screaming yeah, vocals. Like, yeah, yeah, he went to her, and you can just it's night and day. Like everything on Only Chasing Safety is like high pitched, shrill, and then he had like the the lows and like the range, which is just like right. He's one of my favorite screaming. Spencer vocals. Chamberlain. He's, he's a big so influence on me good. too. Yeah, he's so good. He's just like a little dude too. Yeah, he fun. is. Yeah. yeah, I'm excited to meet him. Yeah, you know, that's, absolutely. Oh, that's gonna be so fucking rad. Yeah, I wish I was seven feet tall. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> dude. Every time I'm at a concert, I wish I was seven feet tall. For real, fuck <laughs> all the motherfuckers. Can you move, bitch. Yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but I can't see shit. Well, anyway, dude. I think. Uh, <laughs> been a little over an hour so we'll probably start wrapping it up here but uh do you guys is there anything else that i missed that you guys like have coming up that you wanted to talk about at all or uh just the um november 6th show and then yeah, november the, 20th with the boys and 7th which ethan is in oh okay <laughs> sweet man that he's in with caleb yeah. uh i got i'm balancing work school and three bands right now so dope. i have a fun time <laughs> good dude i mean music playing in a million bands is good like I, I feel like I can handle that way more than like multiple jobs, you know, like because oh, because it feels like even though it takes a lot of effort to be in multiple bands, like it, it's fun at the end of the day, you know. I mean, I just care about playing live. That's yeah, fun. yeah, exactly. It's so much fun. But I also, excuse to use my cool guitars. Yeah, right, <laughs> dude, for real. But all right, well, hey, say we're, uh, you know. Plug the social medias and it's my job. Yeah, it's my time to shine, baby. Yeah, <laughs> we're on all streaming platforms. Procordial Thump for Procordial Thump Band on Instagram and Facebook. I think that's all we're on right now. We don't fuck with Twitter. We don't. No, you know, Instagram and Facebook. I think those are the two core things you need to worry about. Word. Um, we're on TikTok too, Procordial Thump Band. So you see our shit share it make it blow up and let tiktok do its thing yeah dude all TikTok. that shit TikTok yeah does whatever it wants yeah, <laughs> all of our band updates are on the band page so stay tuned for that and keep an eye out sweet sweet and you guys are from here right detroit michigan taylor mm-hmm. michigan yeah. that's detroit yeah, yeah that's yeah. what people more know we'll, we'll yeah. put you guys just just right. around the area i live like 40 minutes away so yeah oh, okay a little farther, but... word 
Okay, people listening at home or wherever, uh, who are you? I don't know why you listen to this podcast, but thank you for listening. Um, Bye. Thank you for listening again. Um, I just I forgot to add if you want to follow the podcast on social media, it's at Invite the Neighbors Pod on pretty much everything. Um, Twitter might be at ITN Pod. I can't remember. On Instagram is where I do most of my dirty social media work at Invite the Neighbors Pod. Thank you for listening. Make sure you go check out Precordial Thump and don't forget they have a show coming up 11.6 and 11.20 for more details on where those are at. Um, go check out their Instagram, which they just mentioned, so I'm not going to say it again. They literally just said it. Were you not listening? All right. Thanks for listening. Bye.